Welcome to The Right Film. My name is Sean. My name is Steve. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Alright guys, come up on this episode. We have a review of The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro's new uh, fantasy film. We also got some stuff that we're going to talk about that we watched during the week. Maybe a rewatch or two from Steve. How do you guys keep doing that? Because sometimes you have a lot of rewatches. I haven't rewatched anything in the last month. Okay. God damn. I'm going to stand here and take this shit. All right. We'll see. Uh, We also got a topic this week. We're going to be talking about uh, bizarre uh, love stories and films. Is that what we're doing? We decided, right? Sure. I don't give a shit. Okay, cool. And uh, if you are listening to iTunes, please go ahead, subscribe, um, leave us a comment. That would help us out a bit. If you are on social media, go ahead and share as well. That'll be kind of cool of you. But uh, how's everybody doing this week? I'm tired. Yeah? You're tired? Yeah, I'm super tired. Been a long week. Working hard. Harder working. You know, the usual. Why do you work so hard, man? Uh, You know, I'm trying to live my life, live my dreams. How about you? Oh, word? That's it? Yeah, that's it. Damn really, something else really going on. I've just been working a shit ton. Work. Yeah. Um, a little sick. Well, not really. I'm good today. I'm just. Dude, you were going. dying Friday. Yeah, Friday I was. <laughs> I was fucking dying. Um, I, I think, was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice of you. Uh, I think the uh, the city's taking its toll on me. Well, I'm I'm doing the math in my head, and I've never been sick so much in my life, and I. I think just on this podcast alone, this is like number five or some shit. Yeah, I feel like it happens a lot with you. Yeah, like uh, another person I know from Florida who moved here told me their first year, they were sick all the time. Uh, who is this? Just uh, someone from work. Oh, really? Mm. My boss. Uh, but but anyways, um, you, I don't know, I guess you, uh, you got to build up an immune system in this dirty ass rat hole. Whoa, hey, don't talk about my city that way. Fucking rat hole. <laughs> Disgusting, filthy mouth breathers putting their hands everywhere. It's the fucking worst, man. Aren't you, you uh, one uh, of them? Walk around with the face mask. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should. Full Japanese. <laughs> Might just go fucking bubble boy. Yeah. Just rolling some, around. Uh, some gloves and shit. Other than that, uh, busy week. Only managed to squeeze in two movies. Cool. Cool. Samesies. That's about it. You yeah. going to talk about them? Well, yeah, I mean, that's why we're doing this. All right, cool. What about you, Harvey? How's it going over there? It's going pretty well. Um, I'm just hanging out. I'm happy to be here. Oh, you are? <laughs> I just realized we missed you guys last week. Me and Tom were just flying solo for a bit. Yeah, yeah last, that was weird. Last week I had to put in some work. Um, it was my girlfriend's birthday. Hung out her two days. Unlike you guys, I didn't get sick. Uh, I haven't been sick in like a year and a half now. And uh, I think it's due to my diet. Because uh, I eat pretty healthy and I live a healthy life. Yeah, that's not true. No. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think it has anything to do with diet? No. I don't no. think so. I saw you smoking I the cigarettes disagree. yesterday. Because um, like Tappy, my, my girlfriend, we eat the same shit and um, I get sick more than her. Well, I see what you eat. You guys <laughs> don't eat the same shit. We do. I mean, we rarely... You don't, you don't eat dried up fish. <laughs> she she she, she does rare, that on occasion. She rarely she? eats that, oh, and okay. I don't think I remember the last time she's eaten dried up fish. Has she uh-huh. ever eaten? That? I ate dried up fish a couple of days ago. How was it? It's really salty, but it wasn't I don't know. Bad. If, I don't yeah. know if I can do that. Like it's like chip form. Like you had like a chip. No, it, it came in like a can. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Yeah. Um, what? That, that sounds does, dangerous. This sound does not sound good. Was it a dare? <laughs> no. Nah, well, like all of my coworkers are like Chinese and they're like really into uh, peer pressure. It was a peer pressure. I mean, I was happy to try it. Uh, 
It was good. It has like a kind of a ham flavor. What, what kind of fish was it? Like Ooh. cod or? No, I, it was a fish I've never even heard of. Uh, I don't have no idea what it was. Bonito? No. <laughs> Bonito. <laughs> nice. I would try it probably. It wasn't bad. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, yes, it snowed. Uh, came Damn, to my car uh, this morning to go to the movies. Didn't realize my car was completely covered in snow. <laughs> <laughs> was not prepared. Took a dustpan and just uh, went to town on it. Didn't have anything else. How long did it take you? Why didn't you expect that? Um, I didn't think it would be covered. Uh, it looked like it lightly snowed out. I went outside once yesterday. Uh, I didn't really know. It snowed like all day yesterday. Really? Did yeah. you go outside? Yeah. Mm. Cool. But um, yeah, everything's good so far. You guys want to jump in some movies? I'm no. not sure. I don't really listen too much of the last podcast. Wow. I'm, um, I'm not sure who lost or... The oh, game? Or is this so, still a game? So there was is it Tappy a, that lost? That'd be the, funny. <laughs> no. So if you guys didn't listen, this is what we did. Um, we, uh, what, what did we do? I, uh, I don't remember. I blacked out last week. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what, so, what so, so what we did was... The, All the, three of us rolled? No. So the, the basic premise oh, is because she was. couldn't... It didn't make sense for her to roll because why would she? So she was the one was default she, winner. She could have owed, owed us one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a little bit more interesting. Me and Tom rolled off, and then she chose the movie for us, with yeah. him, which I lost. She, she's the winner no matter what, and then me and him just rolled through the losing spot. Okay. So I what lost. happened? Oh, you lost. I lost. Uh, yeah. She assigned a movie. Got him. Uh, no, I, I liked it. Do you well, want me to jump into it? Or you guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for here. it. Um, I'm not even sure what you watched. Uh, this movie's called Happy Together. It's a Chinese film. I've been going through my Asian cinema kick recently so she knows about that and picked a movie specifically for that reason this is getting into fetish territory is it fetish it's just like uh, that's the one blind spot that i have so i feel like foreign cinema foreign cinema oh. it's specific, uh, specifically like asian cinema my, my blind spot is chinese cinema specifically yeah and i've i don't i'm pretty sure i've never really seen like a like a chinese drama before like this so uh, let's talk a little bit about happy together all right. What are you uh, talking about? We saw Great Wall. <laughs> is that Chinese cinema as yeah, finest? Great much. flick. Wait. <laughs> is this the movie where they like go to South America? Yeah. I've seen this movie. Uh, Happy? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Happy Together. I'm going to read, read a little bit. Uh, synopsis. Do it. Yeah. You like that? All right. Uh, Lei and his boyfriend, Ho, arrive in Argentina from Hong Kong seeking a better life. Their highly contentious relationship turns abusive and results in numerous numerous breakups and reconciliation. So actually, that's like the perfect way to describe this whole movie. It's basically about Lei, who who it actually begins with them living in Argentina already, or kind of like just road tripping through Argentina, and then it kind of does a quick flashback into their relationship and when they broke up and how their relationship always just kind of like spirals out of control. It just always ends up there. It starts off so pleasant when they get back together and just kind of like, just, it just ends horribly. It's never like a good breakup <coughs> or a good breakup. Uh, it's just starring Tony, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Lung Chu Wei and Leslie Chung. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Sure. Probably not. I got Chung. It's just Chung. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, maybe just pronunciation. Uh one th- uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the positives. Uh, I really love the cinematography. Um, I've been hearing Tom use this word a lot lately, like organic or just kind of like this raw, just like you're in your face kind of 
Me? Yeah, like I think he used that a while back ago. Or, or like, it's just like it was like intense close-ups, or in terms of just like how the way the camera was handled. Uh, definitely liked the cinematography in this movie. Uh, I think both leads gave a great performance in terms of like believing their relationship and like the fight they would actually have. And it seems like fights that real couples would have. Like it's just they're so toxic. Are you saying they're not a real couple because they're gay? No. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I said they they they're able to sometimes when you watch certain movies you just seems like oh this is unrealistic. No couple will fight like that or this doesn't seem right. Okay. But they they do such a great job making you believe that they're just they have these beautiful moments together and then they just have these like out of control like jealous outbursts and you realize I'm like these people should not be together no matter what. <laughs> like it's like why are they doing this to each other and it's it's so real because i feel like in, in life we have those like that one person that you want to be with and it's just super super unhealthy you know it's just always some kind of like bickering or fighting or it's just you know again uh it, i mean it hopefully it never like evolves to you know abuse but in this relationship it definitely does uh they like straight up have like brawls <laughs> After, that's, that's my how, biggest fear of being gay um, that yeah i don't want to fight like that yeah this there was actually one scene I, in the I, movie I where like you're like it was pretty rough man do you like, think uh like i don't know i've i mean i've talked to uh, some friends of mine who who that i've worked with and just people i've known that you know they've said like yeah like i've had fights with my boyfriend and like they've said like we got in ship fights like like they, square up yeah like straight up like people like and it's I was not, just like that's it's not wild. like the the man overpowering the woman it's like a straight up sparring yeah. not to say it doesn't happen whereas like there's one submissive and one dominant like both especially in this movie they're both very like hard headed yeah. there's like multiple times where like out of nowhere like one of them would turn around and they'll get pissed at him and and he would just come up and just clock him on the side of the head and I'm like fuck. Uh, hmm. No, I, I think this is great. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad uh, Tappy was able to... She picked this one, and it was a good pick. And even though I watched it maybe not even like 15 minutes ago... Uh, Better you than me. Yeah, no, could, man. Could I think me. you missed out. It was a good one. I think you should give it a watch. I, I would say the only thing that I didn't like, it does run a little bit too long. It's a little bit too long in the tooth for me. In terms of uh, near the third act, it just kind of seems like it drags a bit, where I feel like they could have ended it you know when you watch a movie and you're like it has multiple endings where it's just like okay this is a perfect spot to end but they won't end yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think Lord of the Rings is like uh, people would say is like the most well known for that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, yeah, a little bit too long in the tooth but overall I had a great time. Uh, not too too much negatives. I think they both gave a great performance and uh, I like how simple it was too. It seems like a very just indie film like they just had all right, there was two lead actors and then they had like ancillary, like ancillary characters. But it was really about them dealing with each other, especially in this like very close, like very like small area because a lot of it's, it takes place in this one room in this like Argentinian, like or Buenos Aires, like apartment building. And you get a little bit of a, like Argentinian culture as well. Like how the way that people would live in these huge apartment buildings. And then they have like communal, like, communal kitchens where everyone will cook in the same area uh, yeah i uh, really enjoyed this uh i would i would say if i'm gonna rate it uh 3.75 it's up there that's not, not a rating yeah it is for me 
right. No, cool. it's a no, it's a, it's a good film. Uh, like I said, it does it didn't blow me away and it didn't resonate with me, resonate with me, but it's still very good. And I think uh, people should give it a chance. Damn, where'd you see Hoping it? You'd bash it. What happened? Where did you see this movie? Oh, it's on YouTube. YouTube? Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah. You have, you have a subscription? Yeah, I've signed up. Okay. Yeah, you should definitely <laughs> cool. check it out. All right, you got anything else? Uh, no. <laughs> Want to talk? I'm just, I was thinking about it. I'm silence? Like, I was about to say, I started watching Silence. I liked what I saw so far. I want to finish it. How about that? Okay, yeah. I, I feel like you'll give I, the same thoughts, right? And, I'll go home and watch that movie right now, one sitting. <laughs> Good luck. I'm just kidding. I can't tonight. Uh, what, what you, what's your two movies you, you're dying to talk about over there? Well, the only one is separate from the main review. Uh, but I got one. What is it? Um... A while back, you guys may remember me saying that I hopped on a train to go see a little movie at IFC, but I got like this weird craving for bad uh, movies and popcorn and soda and candy. So I hopped off early and went to Williamsburg Cinemas and saw American Assassin, which was not good, but was to be expected. Uh, and I didn't end up going to see this nice indie film I was excited about, but I saw it because it's on Hulu now. It's it called, called Columbus. Oh, this movie. <laughs> oh, this movie. What do you mean by that? Keep talking about it. Have I? I don't remember. All right. So Columbus came out this year. It was in uh, theaters for an eternity. Like, the showings never went away. Uh, just a little synopsis here. Uh, a Korean-born man finds himself stuck in Columbus, Indiana, where his architect father is in a coma. The man meets a young woman who wants to stay in Columbus with her mother, a recovering addict, instead of pursuing her own dreams. Uh, this is written and directed by Koganada. That's his whole name. I don't know who this guy thinks he is. He could just have one name, but uh, oh, he's yeah. one of those people. Uh, written and directed by Koganada, starring uh, John Cho. He's like Seal. Yeah, like Seal. We got John Cho. Mm-hmm. Which I I know that guy. I've seen him in, in Midtown. Uh, we got Haley Lou Richardson, Parker Posey, Aaron and Allegretti. That's pretty much it. I think uh, Macaulay Culkin's uh, He's in little shit? brother is in here or something. Rory Culkin. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk real quick about it. Uh, I don't have much to say about it. Um. So it's it's pretty much like this slow homage to architecture in the city of Columbus, Indiana. Not to be confused with Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and it, apparently this town or this city, small city, suburb area is like a, it's like a mecca for architecture, modern architecture. And uh, I think maybe Koganata, writer and director, must have like some liking to this i guess i mean it really set up for some beautiful shots and um framing and everything and lots of lots of symmetry in the in the takes i would say that every shot is on a tripod like the camera does not move in this movie at all and i don't know i kind of find it found it a little bit annoying mm-hmm. yeah it's just like it's just cutting to static shots just yeah, like static shots like, shot, shot. it was just like never a, a fucking nothing interesting movement. I'm sure I've seen plenty of movies like that, but this one in particular just like kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, uh oh. It reminds me a lot of Lost in Translation in the sense that the, there's these two people that are placed in a foreign environment 
not so much foreign for the girl, but she's like kind of figuring herself out. Yeah. Um, John Cho's character, he's he's trying to tend to his father in a coma, but he's like still working. He's a translator who uh, he translates books in Seoul, South Korea. That's pretty cool. Uh, she says that in the movie. He's like, it's not. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. <laughs> Is that like a default response to that job? No, I was just, I guess so. I just thought I was like, oh, that's cool. So yeah, a little loss in translation there. You have this weird uh, little friendship kind of interest attachment thing going on. Uh, in a very subtle way, you know, lots of translation is not an epic love story by any means. And But the problem is, it has those elements of lots of translation, but all the good stuff is has been stripped. Like, there's really nothing going on in this movie. I failed to see the purpose of this movie. Oh, damn. <clears throat> Seems like you're a little... I, there, I, it was enjoyable, sort of, for the most part, and I think there's something there for somebody. Maybe if you're into architecture, I don't know. Even then, I mean, it's not really much to to grab onto. Um, like I don't get the character arcs. I wasn't really attached to their relationship. Um, I mean, the still images of the cinematography look great but like as a moving story i don't i don't think it really worked that well um i did enjoy some of the conversations quite a bit but other than that i mean it's like just imagine like richard linkladder with like no music at all and just like um not that linkladder uses music a lot but you know, you're saying Linklater. I was looking at this dude. What's his name again? Director Koga. Koganada. So, um, and I guess he's in a documentary about Linklater. Yeah, I saw that too. So he, he must have some. Uh, like he's been inspired. Yeah, it, it feels like that a little bit. But like, the characters are not interested in each other. It feels like it feels unnatural, and there, there's no, you know, there's no positive plot points. You know, there's no like. I'm looking at John Cho and some of these still, like, he looks kind of bored. Yeah, dude, I swear, he looks bored in the whole movie. And uh, it's not a terribly boring film. It's also not a terrible film. I, I just think, uh, I don't know. It's a If you want a slow little watch, which I don't know if you would ever be craving that, but... Uh, some people? Some people are into it. Yeah, I mean, I think it would look good if it was shot on, like, 16 millimeter. That way, like you can just ooze and drooze and all the organicness. Oh, but like, oh god! But it, look it has, at it. It has all these like these film stock colors and stuff, and it's really like you know, small town America, like just focused on like the conversations of two people. But it's just it looks so digital. It's weird, like mm. a Netflix show or something. Mm-hmm. And it uh, maybe they're probably just look better on the big up. screen, but um. Other than that, like, I would have loved to see this shot, like, something like uh, Wendy and Lucy, like, looking like that, you know? Like, like good sound design where, like, you hear a lot of uh, stuff like that, like the sounds of the cars passing by and everything. You don't really get much of that in this. You just get some shots of some cool buildings and two characters kind of roaming around. Womp womp. Yeah, like, the way they meet is just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's not really that interesting. 
It was just convenient for the story. Yeah. It's like, oh. I don't want to bash the film. I still think it's a good movie, and I think there's something there for somebody, but not for me. It but, just didn't speak to you. Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't give it any less than three stars. Or no. I wouldn't give it any more than three stars. Mm-hmm. I don't really. Middle of the road. Yeah, just like a C, C minus or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like, you know. God, there's just like. It seems like there was like nothing going I on. I heard this someone movie. else review this saying like Haley uh, Lou Richardson gives like this phenomenal performance of the year. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I guess I hyped myself up or something. But, Maybe uh, he fell asleep during all his great scenes. Or no, whoever, no, uh, I, I saw the trailer for this movie several times. And it never hooked me. I don't know. It just looked the trailer, like paint drying. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> was, man. It kind of <laughs> was. The trailer didn't. I kind of like the trailer i thought the trailer was vague this seemed like it could have been a really good straight to like amazon release yeah the the trailer seemed like vague and i was hoping that that vagueness would lead to something more subtly beautiful but really the the plot is just vague Mm -hmm. it's just a vague movie kind of yeah i don't know three stars i mean if you have hulu and you bored one day and you're bored and you, you don't want to i i don't know i honestly can't give you, you a saw scenario it at home right yeah i can't give you a scenario why you'd want to watch this let's say you're trying to go to sleep and you can't would you watch this <laughs> when you can attempt to start silence yeah <laughs> just attempt i mean this movie's half a silence so yeah damn dude <laughs> silence is that long i was like i was thinking we we're gonna finish it that night nah dude we got like an hour in oh <laughs> shit it was like quarter way through. I was talking, like our buddy Steve was talking, he was just like, he was like, oh man, it seems like we were like halfway done or something. Ooh, when, when two you, hours you all watch this? 40 one? minutes? That's two hours 48 for American Honey, man. God damn my heart. All right, so is that it for you? That's it for me. So you you landed on the three with that, right? Yeah, like, like a fault? light three, you know? Okay, light three. All right, Harvey, you got anything for us? Yeah, um, I've got a few movies. God damn, Harvey Ooh. brought the heat this week. Heat? I didn't bring any heat. It's just uh, a lot of movies. No, it's not a lot. It's just that I haven't been on the podcast in uh, a couple weeks. Well, no, it was just the last episode yeah. here that I missed. Where were you? Boston? Yeah, I was in Boston for like Boston. half that week. Uh, Okay, I guess the first one I'll talk about is Joshi. Ooh, Ooh I forgot his about this movie. Nice. Dude, wait, what? This can't be the... <laughs> I'm looking for a synopsis like on IMDb and I can't find it. It's like a plot summary for some reason. And it's like really Read the long. whole thing. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. I'm going to read the whole thing. No. I'm going to read the whole thing. No. Just read it. If you do, it's, you can't review it. Because it's weird that Wait, it's can I read so this one? I got a good one. Sure. Four months after the suicide of his fiancée, Allison Brie, in quotes, a man... Uh, Thomas Middleditch and his buddies decides to move with move forward plans for a wild bachelor party. That's what I got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what this movie is about. Uh, Joshy. How interesting was Alex Ross Perry in this movie? Like he never puts himself really in like these larger roles. Yeah, yeah. It, he was really. He made me uncomfortable at times. Like, <laughs> I like that one, and it opens up with like them driving. He's like trying to signal that he sees him. He's like, "Oh, I gotta watch the road." <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a, uh, it was cool seeing him though. 
in uh this this has a lot of uh directors in it yeah a lot of nice cameos um but yeah joshy is uh played by thomas middleditch he uh i i just want to explain like the the, the beginning of the movie because it was so weird and it took, <laughs> yeah. it took me for a loop i didn't expect it like i thought his wife was gonna get like sick or some shit and yeah. then die but yeah uh it's his birthday and he comes home and uh, his fiance is sitting there, and it's uh, Allison Brie. She's like been in bed all day. Just wait, she's in this. Yeah, yeah. Allison Brie was his fiance. Uh, he comes home. She's like laying in bed, and he's like, "Oh, you're still in bed." And she's like, "Yeah." Uh, she and she explains to him that she wants to have like a night in with him, like a nice night for his birthday, and she's gonna cook him like a really nice dinner. And he's like, kind of on board for it. like he's looking forward to it. So he goes and works out, and then he comes back and he sees like a belt sticking out of the door. And he's trying to open the door and he like forces open and, and uh, Allison Brie killed herself. She, uh, she hung herself with his belt on the door. And, um, it's just a, it's like a, such a fucked up way what? to kill yourself, like on your fiance's birthday and, uh, <laughs> telling him that you're about to like cook this great dinner and you have like a really good night. He's like super excited. Yeah. And then he comes back and you've hung yourself. <laughs> She's like, she's like, still have a party for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a troll. Just like, yeah. so she was just like, she's like, I can't handle this dinner. I can't do this. Yeah, and just like... Well, she was like it? depressed. Yeah, she was depressed, but oh. it, she did it like the most casual way too. It was just a really weird... I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so the rest of the movie, uh, they booked a a house up in like a cabin up in the woods in uh, Ojai and they d- decided that they'd go there because they were supposed to have a bachelor party there. But um, since they've already rented the place and they can't really get their money back... He and his friends decide to uh, go up there and just have fun, like a boys' weekend or whatever. Um, and all these sort of uh, character revealing situations happen, like uh, more specifically to his friends and not necessarily for uh, for Joshy. Um, everyone else's problems kind of come out and uh, over- overshadow like the uh, experience that Joshy has just lived through. Um, that's not like a gripe in any way. It's actually pretty, pretty cool. That's the thing I like the most about this movie is that, uh, people bring their baggage and shit and they interact with like other people that are also vacationing in Ohio and like some of the locals. Um, there's like a really good scene where, uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh, Josh Johnson. Mm -hmm. his name? Yeah. He's like fixing the, the hot tub. Oh yeah. And they have like a conversation. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. I like that scene. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool cameo- cameos in here. And uh, Oppie Plaza, she, she like gets drunk and like freaks out on everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed some aspects of this movie. However, there are also some that I did not enjoy so much. Uh, specifically, um, yeah, a lot of I don't know the behavior like of the dudes. It just didn't seem realistic. Like their friend's fiance just killed herself, and uh, they're doing some pretty selfish shit. It, I don't know. Maybe it is realistic, but I don't know. It just seemed a bit. Um, it didn't seem conducive to uh, like a good narrative about these dudes like uh, coming together and sharing a like a an emotional experience or trying or like building a connection in any way. Um, I did like the ending a, a lot, though, which I can't really talk about. Um, but you do finally get to see uh, these dudes connect and uh, 
Josh, he have to face um, the death of his uh, fiance. Um, that's like the most emotion I've ever seen out of Thomas Middleditch too. So that was yeah. kind of cool. I didn't know that he could. Uh, a goofball. Yeah, I didn't know he had that range. Um, oh, he got it. Yeah, he got it. Uh, I don't know. There's not a, m- a lot much to say about this movie. I don't know. It's like a. I don't know. It's like a typical typical uh, mumblecore movie. This one has a. I don't know all the same people in it. It's um, yeah, you know them. We got them. It's fairly middle middle of the road for me. Um, yeah, I think I'd give it a three out of five. Yeah, John Sw- Joe Swanberg yeah, also shows up, of course, and he has a he's in the movie for like a minute and a half. Yeah, <laughs> but it's he like pretty his fu- kids. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking funny. Um, I would recommend this to everybody at the table. I guess um, it's a simple watch. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a decent movie. Um, yeah, three out of five. I guess the second movie I'll talk about is Disaster Artist, which you guys uh, okay. reviewed last week. Uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about it since you guys covered it so thoroughly. But did we? I, I felt you did. Oh, you heard it? Yeah, I just I wa- I listened to the review that was about it. But um, <laughs> I still think about this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I watched the room also. I should say that. Well, I like rewatched it in preparation to watch this movie, um, so I could have it fresh in my mind. And uh, <laughs> James Franco did a really nice job. Um, he does not only a nice job like mimicking uh, Tommy Wiseau, but also uh, bringing like a level of humanity to that character. That was probably my favorite aspect of it. And seeing, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. My opinion isn't going to differ a lot from like everyone else's, but yeah, I guess uh, it was great to see like the person behind that fucking insane movie and see them like portrayed in a light that also makes them uh, that makes them a bit more understanding. Because you watch that movie and you think, "Who the fuck can make this movie?" And then you watch this movie, and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I get it." Like he's just incredibly delusional. He's fucking out of his mind. But you also can Talk sympathize with his character a little bit. A little bit. Because, uh, you know, like he's a dude that has a dream and no matter how fucked up he is in his head, like you can sympathize with with having a dream and wanting to achieve that despite being absolute, like an absolute maniac. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, I think James Franco is probably my favorite thing about this movie. I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Dave Franco's performance. He just plays the same person. He... I don't know what it is about him. He just smiles awkwardly and like, I just don't like him. He I don't know, I just feel that he doesn't bring a lot to the role. Um I feel like through interviews I've seen of the real Greg Sisteros, I think he did fine. I don't, yeah. I don't think there's much mm-hmm. depth to Greg Sisteros himself, you know. Well, that's I think- that's a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it's just the Wow, let's be honest. I don't know. It's like the uh moments when they because for the most part, this movie is pretty comedic, but there are times when, uh, like, their relationship gets tested and it becomes like these, uh, these dramatic moments. And I, those are the least part, the, my least favorite uh, parts yeah. about the movie. And I think that may have something to do with Dave Franco, or it could just be him trying trying to connect with just a fucking I don't know a, a fucking South Park character of a person. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It could be one of those two things, but those are my least favorite parts of the movie. Did you, did you hear my uh, bit about how like I'm torn between how the movie portrays Tommy Wiseau and how he's like okay with it and stuff? No. Like, it's, no. 
Well, I was pretty much saying it feels like you're making fun of a retarded person. And I still, I had a great time in the movie, but I don't buy that Tommy Wiseau is internally okay with it. I don't think he's internally okay with it, but I think he may be the type of person that has such a, uh, I don't know, such a fucked up psyche that he makes it okay. I guess so. By deluding himself. Yeah. And saying that this is a good thing when, in fact, you know, they're just making fun of you on a pretty large scale. Um, how how packed was your theater? It was actually pretty packed, which I wasn't expecting. Um, yeah, especially for this movie. I didn't think a lot of people would come out. Oh, dude. I didn't God, think that the line that I waited in. Yeah, I mean, I I guess it makes sense because we are in New York. If you it went was any- really only playing in one theater as well. So oh, yeah. mm-hmm. if you went anywhere else in the country, like I doubt that people would be out here for that movie. Uh, but because we're in New York, people have seen the room and they, I, I guess. Not. Yeah. Um, Line. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I would give it a three and a half out of five. Uh, should I just keep going? Sure. Um, what else should I talk about? I watched the m- weird movie. <laughs> it's, I had never even heard of it, it and it stars uh, Tom Tom Hanks. It's called A Hologram for the King. Oh, I know about this. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know about this. Yeah, it just it randomly played uh or randomly suggested it to me on the Hulu and I was like, I don't know what this is, so I'll just watch it. Um and here's the synopsis. A failed American sales rep looks to recoup his losses by traveling to Saudi Arabia and selling his company's product to a wealthy monarch. Uh yeah, this is a really, really strange movie, and um, I watched all of it for some reason. It's uh, directed by Tom uh, Tykwer, the guy that directed uh, Cloud Atlas, and um, yeah, so Tom Hanks, he used to be like an executive for Schwinn, and now he works for a software company, and like an IT company that makes... Uh, Wait, you said Cloud Atlas? Yeah. Wasn't it the... Wachowski's? Wachowski Brothers? Was it? Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe he, he must have done something for that movie because you wouldn't. Yeah, that's so specific. Well, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Uh, let me know when you figure it out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So this guy goes. He works for an IT company and they make uh, what's that shit called? Uh, <laughs> like con- like conferencing software. Uh, like, but for some reason they make like hologram, like holographic conferencing software, and they're trying to sell it to the king of Saudi Arabia. For like this new city that he's building, and um, yeah, throughout the journey, this I'm trying to think of what this movie. It kind of reminds me of Lost in Translation because he's like in this foreign country, and um, yeah, he doesn't really connect with like the local culture there. And then he meets like a, a local woman that he kind of has a thing for, and he also meets a guy that acts as his best friend, who's also uh, Saudi, and. Um, yeah, throughout the movie, while you're seeing him uh, being kind of dicked around, I guess, and uh, put on the back burner by like the king's uh, like underlings, I guess you can call them, like his uh, the people that are building a city, because he's trying to make a sale and it's not really working out in his favor. They're like putting them in a tent and shit, and not really giving them Wi-Fi, and kind of just treating them like shit. And it's him trying to salvage the situation by also uh, by also. Uh, and he's also dealing with like his failings in life and like his past, uh, like career failings. Um, it was an interesting movie, but ultimately 
I can't really recommend it to anybody. It's um, it's really melodramatic and it has these really weird uh tonal shifts that I couldn't really fuck with. It uh, it's like inherently like or at at its heart is like a dramedy, but I don't know the comedy doesn't mix well with like the drama, and the drama just seems which is really fucking silly. Like the friend that he makes Yusuf, he is like uh, fucking around with some married woman or something which i mean and obviously anywhere that's really bad but in saudi arabia that's very bad but it just seems the, the situation just looks very comical and like the comedy kind of uh undercuts like the seriousness of what he is experiencing yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of that in this movie um there's a lot of like metaphors and shit that that they try to throw at you but I don't know. It's all. It's just really fucking si- silly. Like he has a, a huge cyst on his back during the trip or something, and it's just like festering. That's the gross. Fuck. And uh, yeah, I suppose that's like a metaphor for his life and um, like his. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that's a little bit. It's too fucking on the nose, don't you think? Yeah, it's a it's a strange movie, um, but it's interesting to see Tom Hanks in something like this. I feel like he's been doing that lately. He's been doing like all these like projects. Like, this is not something, like, when I saw this trailer, I was just thinking of, like, other movies that he's done that I wasn't expecting, like, Larry Crown and... Lottery and Bombs. Which one? Lottery and Bombs. I didn't see I, that. I haven't seen that either. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, he's, uh, he's got his Oscar bait this year. Uh, that's which, true. Which one? Fucking The, the Post? post? Yeah. 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 Jesus. <laughs> but, uh... Reminds me of Spotlight. I'd watch that. I'd watch The Post. Let's see, uh... We gotta crack this case. This guy did open. one of my favorite foreign films. He did uh, Run Little Run. Oh, did he? It's a good movie. It's a German movie. Yeah, I believe he is German. German. Uh, but I don't have too much to say about this. Um, it's a, like a two and a half movie um, for me. Uh, your description of the movie does not sound Fun? like I would want to watch it. It's, <laughs> it's very like repetitive. Like uh, they try to they try to establish this. Uh, I don't know, like this monotonous. Uh, Kind of reminds of that one um, movie, uh, not Walter Mitty, but the other one. It is a lot like Walter Mitty. Is it okay? Yeah. Well, I was talking about the other one with um, what's his name, Simon Pegg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, what you're search about. for happiness. It is. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot like both of those movies actually. Okay. Like uh, tonally, it's like those movies. Um, the drama isn't really high stakes enough for you to feel anything for it, and comedy kind of. Falls flat at times, but it's a lot like those two movies. I see. Um, it's a two and a half for me. I think that's all I have to talk about. God cool. damn. It was like three, four movies you had there. Three. Shit. Not bad. Right. Where you at? Uh, I'll just piggyback off you real quick from Disaster Artist. I did check that out as well. Uh, I did enjoy it. Um, I, I was uh, more or less uh, on board with everybody. I did check out some of the points you guys made on the podcast as well. I think I agree with everybody. Um, it is impressive, though, for uh, James Franco to dive into this role and direct. And I believe he helped write, right? I think he helped Perhaps, write the script. I'm not sure. Yeah, he probably did. It's not yeah. credited, but yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, I wanted, pretty... Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. Well, you can. We can. I can ask it uh, after you finish. I wanted to ask it to kind of everybody. Okay. Um, she asked now or later? Yeah, I want to ask now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I'm just we curious why this movie is good. Because um, James Franco is not a good director. 
right. I've seen some of his stuff that I wasn't a fan of. Um, but I think this movie works because uh the pro- the it came down to production. Um, Seth Rogen and what's his name produced it. Um, uh, I think I think there's a lot of elements. I don't think it's inherently. All right, the structure was already there for the story, and just like it was just kind of like it's it like is everything is so laid out that it's almost really hard. Even if, like if even if you're a competent director, you would have no trouble kind of making this movie. I and I think know. what else really led it was performances as well. So I think the reason I gave it such a high score, and I'll, I'll stand by it because wait, what'd you get it? Give it? I think I gave it like a four and a half. Oh damn! I gave because it I don't remember like. It's you know been twelve months now almost in twenty seventeen and I really haven't laughed much in the theater. Yeah, in this movie I thought I laughed a lot. Yeah, um, a lot of and, sad and there are movies. comedies that like. Do you remember like when we went and saw uh, This Is the End? Yeah, like we fucking <laughs> laughed and like I just I love going to see movies that are just meant to be laughed at. I mean I know this movie is a little bit more than that, but like at at its core, I mean it's pretty fucking comedic and I just I want to laugh. Yeah. Go to the theater. I don't want fucking, you know, chuckles that Marvel movies have. I want fucking hard comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah, this movie made me laugh a lot. Um, I think the best thing about this movie is obviously James Franco's performance. He did a really good job at just being this person and draw, like kind of like bouncing between the lines of yeah. a person who's an enigma, but also kind of have like a human touch to himself (laughs) that's pretty good i think Um, i think also uh i mean yeah dude like you forget that sometimes the problem with james franco is that he's playing james franco so you're watching a movie you're like this is james franco like it's not the character it's him it's like with this it melts away and you don't notice it he actually he he does it's like he make him he really does like make himself into tommy which is great i give it a four and a half or no i give it a four i liked it uh, I, also, I also watched uh, something that I think Shomo said he mentioned a while back. I uh, wasn't here, though. Brawl in Cell Block 99. Uh, I've been thinking about this movie ever since I watched it. Um, I would say I love it. I would want to watch it again. It reminds me of like old Grindhouse violent pictures. It's it's very, very brutal. There uh, There's some practical effects, um, some over-the-top visual effects of like gun violence and fighting. I think the fighting was uh, choreographed pretty well. The best thing about this movie is Vince Vaughn. I would say his best movie to date. Um, the director better than uh, Wedding Crashers. Better. Well, for I would say it's, it's serious different. role. This is probably his best <gasps> film. Um, what's his name? S. S. Greg Zoller. He has a new movie coming out called Dragged Across, Dragged Across Concrete. <laughs> With uh, Vince Vaughn, yeah, isn't it funny that that's like an Easter egg? Yeah, in in this film, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, he did a movie uh, a couple years ago called Bone Tomahawk, which was just as violent as well. I think I like this movie a lot more though. Bone Tomahawk was good, but uh, yeah, this was amazing. About that. I gave this movie a five star. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. I I loved it. I believe it's sitting in my top it ten right a, now. It was a genuine like surprise for me. I thought this was gonna be like one of those easy fixes for like just a quick action violent crime film, but uh, it was more than that. You guys, uh, Steve, you should check it out. Yeah, first you might dig this. First scene is like gripping. I might yes. watch. Uh, great. I might watch Bone Tomahawk. It looks right on my alley. Yeah, the, I I prefer this, but Bone Tomahawk is still good too. Um, I also watched uh, Sweet France, Sweet Francais. 
Um, it is a period love story set in World War II, and it's basically about a, I would say, a wife of a POW soldier uh, who's living in France, and then a German, like, blockade, um, uh, I guess, enters their town, and a German uh, soldier has to live in her house. And they pretty much fall in love, but this movie is not great because the love story is so cheesy. I don't buy it. Uh, they just—it was like a flip of a switch. She, the guy gets in her house, and they fall in love. And I think it just boils down to that she was horny. <laughs> wow, I'm not even joking. I kind of feel that way about Columbus, even though they weren't romantic. Mm-hmm. I feel like their friendship slash relationship was just like, oh hey. Yeah, All right, this, we're in the this, same frame together. Let's. This movie has a weird cast, too. It stars Michelle Williams and Matthias Stromberg, who's actually one of my favorite actors at the moment. He, this guy is incredible. I watched a movie with him not too long ago, and he just sold me. Um, it's called uh, Rust and Bones, which is incredible. You guys should check it out. It's a foreign film. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a weird cast. It has uh, Margot Robbie in it as well. She has a very small role. She was also horny in the movie. Um, How she look? She was uh she had like a she had a fro. That's kind of weird. How many stars would you rate the horniness of this movie? Uh, the horniness was like an all time high in for these type of characters. Um, okay. everyone was just banging in the woods. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll see if you check it out. It's on um Netflix. Okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't buy the love story. Uh, the movie centers around that aspect, but uh, it was done poorly. Um, it was all, it looked cheap too. I guess they didn't have a big budget to actually have like real, like, uh, equipment, like, uh, tanks and planes. So there was a lot of CGI stuff and, uh, it took me out of it. CGI tanks? Uh, like in the distance. Yeah. They had a lot of that stuff in the distance, like <laughs> across fields and shit. They're expensive. It has a weird ending too. The ending, uh, doesn't make any sense to me, but, uh, yeah, I gave it a two star out of five. That's bad. What else do I have here? I was just, I was just uh, thinking about the cell the cell block or his his cell room mm-hmm. and brawl and, and that's rough like, huh just all the fucking glass on the floor yeah <laughs> uh, I also wanted to mention that uh, Devendra Banhart did the uh, original score for Joshi and uh, oh, yeah? that's also another thing that I really liked about the movie the score <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I like the music a lot in that movie uh, my favorite part about Joshi I like the setting I would love to go there and hang out the for Oha, a week yeah. yeah that t- that ha- that house too just opened up the yeah. mountains it's actually cool. weird because I was like looking at uh like places in Oha like last week so, seems like a nice quaint place doesn't yeah, it it'd be a nice place to vacation yeah <laughs> um actually that's it for me so let's jump on in to the main review oh shit well uh, Billy we got a clip let's listen to it if I told you about her what would I say Perhaps I would just warn you about the tale of love and loss and the monster who tried to destroy it all. If I spoke about it, what would I tell you? The Shape of Water. In a 1960s research facility, a mute janitor forms a relationship with an aquatic creature. Written and directed by Guillermo del Toro, stars Sally Hawkins, Octavia Spencer, and Michael Shannon. And there's also um, Michael Solberg in this movie as well. What did you guys think of Shape of Water? Steve? Five out of five. Uh, Loved it. The shit was good. 
You like that? <laughs> Just so I am. Sorry, I'm still reeling for something. Uh, no, I'm going in blind. I don't even have notes. Uh, watched this morning, 10 a.m. Wow. Great movie theater experience, first of all. How so did that, you get up? Uh, I don't know. I, don't I, even know. I barely made it to mine. Really? Yeah, yeah, same. I was able to get up and get going. I went to the 1 o'clock show. And you, you all saw it today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did saw it on Wednesday. Damn. <laughs> the dream. Uh, no, uh, I really, really, really dug this film. I thought it was a very sweet, like, God, how would you describe this movie to anyone? Like, I try to describe it as like a horror, like not even horror, it's like, like fantasy. Pan's Labyrinth meets Creature from the Black Lagoon. I but that romance. Where's the romance element? Is Pan's Labyrinth like a romance? No, I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah, so Pan's Labyrinth plus um, some horniness. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, no. I just there's so many things I like about this movie in terms of just like production, just like like story and performances. Uh, I'm gonna say I did watch his previous movie, Crimson Peak, and I think the one thing I did love about that movie was again like the set design and the monster design and overall artistic and production side was phenomenal. Story was lacking, but I feel completely opposite with or this one or I feel like the same but more in terms of just like production and design and like monster the, the monster design was phenomenal and i love the fact that he went practical and didn't go full cgi or anything like that he his films always have just amazing fucking production just like, value it's just like his vision like it's like yeah. he he it's whatever it was in his head he just like pulled it out and just dropped it and he's just like okay so we need to make this and they do <laughs> And it and it came out it came out phenomenal, especially on that on that end of the spectrum. Uh, uh, story wise, I thought I thought it was like such a unusual love story, but it never like it it would be something you would laugh at if you explained it to someone who doesn't watch movies or not into this kind of film. But I, it, I it explained does, it to someone last night and they laughed at it. Yeah, know? exactly. It's like sounds laughable, but how the way how the way. What is her name? The the actress Sally uh, Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah. Her performance and how the way she delivers her emotion, like how she that 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 feeling and just all overall, it just makes it believable. Like it doesn't come off laughable, especially on some parts where you would kind of be like, if you're you know immature, you would chuckle, especially at certain parts. Oh, we like, had some chuckles. You did? Oh, we had chuckles. Oh, I didn't have any at all. People, I went to Angelica, so I went to everyone's a little bit more chilled out there. Oh, we we went to. Elberg. I chuckle. I chuckle a little bit. No, really. Yeah. Uh, shit, man. Well, I guess I didn't chuckle at all. Yeah, like, I don't think I laughed of, at any like, scenes I wasn't supposed to laugh. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I mostly like, laughed at Octavia Spencer. Like, yeah, there was like scenes where like we were supposed to laugh, but there was moments where like their romance scenes or like in terms of like their relationship, I didn't laugh. I thought it was very sweet. Especially, I think uh, <sighs> the musical number. I actually thought that was very sweet, especially I don't know. I don't want to music number. Yeah, like near the end when when she was like signing, but she was singing. Oh yeah, I'm that was a, yeah. I remember yeah, that yeah, vividly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely dig this movie. It's my kind of your kind of movie. Yeah, it's like it's just weird. It's so weird, but yet it works for me on like a lot of levels. Huh. Cool. How did you feel? I feel like this is not your jam, Shomo. Uh, I liked it. I did not love it. Um, it. It mainly comes down to just, I just wish we spent more time in their relationship. I just wanted this to be a more okay 
epic movie, and I guess maybe they couldn't fit that in with like the whole Michael Shannon bad guy thing going on. Um, I don't know. It seemed short, and it seemed uh, a little a little too brief for me. I, I don't think I ever really invested in. I would I would I would say love. so. That would make sense. Like how the way they just kind of skim over a lot of plot. Yeah, I don't know. Either that. either. I found it too gross that she was into him, but uh, now, <laughs> now I think if I think if you you know if it works, it works. I, I, it could it could still be gross, and like you could still be really attached to the relationship. I personally just wasn't. I don't think um, I love Michael Shannon. Probably He's my favorite part of the movie because I, I love him everywhere. But overall, I kind of wanted more. It's weird. The first trailer it was like it looked incredible. Second trailer looked okay, and then the movie ended up being a lot like that second trailer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, I will agree. Like I love the set design and like and the the colors and everything, and and obviously the creature he looked great as well. Um, I kind of wish they didn't show us the creature in the trailer. I think that would have been cooler. Yeah, I would agree. I always like a little bit more. I feel like history. I knew exactly what it looked like already. Yeah. Well, the creature is directly inspired by the creature from the Black Lagoon. It's, right. it's the same design, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a decent watch. Like, if it comes on Netflix, like, definitely check it out. It's a, it's a good film, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere in my top 10 of the year. Um, yeah, it just seemed a little brief i don't know how to explain it i know what I, you mean I, it, I, it does I, I still skim over some I, element i i enjoyed the movie however i i wanted to feel like i wanted to feel for the relationship and i feel like what, what's a spoiler in this obviously we know she gets gets it out of that facility is that a spoiler it's in the trailer, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like hinted. Mike, at. We know Shannon. that she plans. Yeah, right. it's Michael all Shannon's at. kind of on the hunt, right? Yeah. All right, so I feel like from the time that she meets it to the time that she, you know, manages to accomplish her goal, like I don't know, I just didn't get attached. It happened too quickly for me. Yeah, I think I wanted a. I wanted it to linger and, and be... I wanted more awkward lingerness yeah. of the relationship. I, th- I think, though, maybe maybe it's this. Maybe I don't know his intent, but maybe that's what it was, that we are looking at it from everyone else's point of view. So we, as the audience, are looking at it as other characters at their relationship and not understanding it. Sure. And I think maybe that was what he was trying to go for, like, that perspective. Like, you're like, how can she love that? Like, how can you, like... It's not you at all. It's not a human at all. Right. I think so maybe we, maybe that, I don't know if that's his intent, but that's yeah. maybe how the way I, I see think, it. I think maybe if they like chucked out some of that stuff with the the doctor. I, I like they went they went kind of weird. Not weird, but they uh, added this like extra like plot, like the subplot. Yeah, I feel it, like it, I don't like that subplot. I feel like that uh, maybe that's taken away from what I wanted. The I wanted to spend more time with Sally Hawkins and your maybe, little friend, but but I feel like he's he's more creating eggs. he's creating a world. He's creating like he's he's with the setting. It's like like during that that time in the U.S. where you know it's the 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 race, you know, uh, the race to the moon, and it's just like that that yeah. tension. And we we get different like 
like we, we, we pull from different parts of history and I, I think I don't know, it's I think it's supposed to be there to really create the world or like make it believable. Yeah, I mean, there's scenes where he, like, meets up with colleagues and I just like, all right, I want to see, I don't know. I want to see some some cool stuff in here, but overall, I guess I just expected more, maybe. No, no. All right, what about about you, Harvey? Um, Yeah, I'm on board with uh, things both of you guys are saying. Um, I guess I'll talk about things that I really like about it first. Um... Yeah, aesthetically, this movie is pretty fucking beautiful. Um, I'm guessing it's like probably it's post World War II, so probably like early 1950s. Yeah, um, and it's got like this uh, industrial, like steam powered, like almost like steampunk look to to everything. Which, um, especially like the facility and stuff, all that. I don't know who fucking made all that shit, but it's fucking incredible. Um, just the the city itself and like the streets and stuff. It looked pretty damn good. Um, this movie is also like funny in a lot of ways, and I don't think it's necessarily the f- kind of funny that you were talking about. People were laughing at in your theater, but um, like specifically the scenes with uh, like Michael Shannon. Yeah, just seeing he's such a fucking strange character, and uh, I like this character so much that I think it, he actually kind of o- overshadows like that central relationship between. Uh, uh, Hawkins and um, I think he's playing to the era of what like what Americana is like what is American at that time yeah. or what he's trying to believe especially that Cadillac scene that could be true he you is, know uh, he's like he's embo- he's the he's trying to be the embodiment of what it's expected of him yeah that could be true um, um, I also really enjoyed uh, Octavia Spencer as always she was fucking very warm and uh wholesome and funny as fuck um yeah we get a lot of uh what's uh fucking sally hawkins's character's name in this movie eliza yeah eliza mm-hmm. yeah we get a, like a lot of eliza through octavia because octavia kind of uh is the only one fucking talking because eliza can't talk and so we get a lot of uh eliza's personality through uh octavia and I really liked that aspect of it. I liked, first off, the decision to even make her a mute. It not only gives her like a way to identify with the monster, but it uh, it presented like a unique way of developing her character and um, and presenting it to the audience. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was I just liked that a lot. But uh, I do agree with uh, Shomo um, regarding the relationship. It everything happens very abruptly with that relationship. Even um, when we initially see him, I didn't expect to see him like when he first enters, and I was like, "That was pretty fucking fast." But uh, I think that's pretty indicative of the relationship as well. I wish we had spent a lot more time with the two, but. Like I said before, I feel like uh, Michael Shannon's little subplot and uh, the Russian subplot kind of uh, take away from the time that we could have spent with those two. Um, this this movie could have been an extra thirty minutes. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have minded. I wouldn't yeah. mind if it were uh, a longer. I would have preferred it to be longer, especially if it got to mean that I could have uh, become more invested in this relationship. I think that would have. Uh, 
that would have made the ending a lot more uh, impactful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just been nice to feel for that relationship because, uh, well, I don't. I'm not completely on the board on board with it being like a being weirded out by the relationship or anything like that. But it would have been nice to have some, I don't know, some fucking justification for caring about the relationship. Um, I think that's all I got, really. Uh, Doug Jones, he did some nice monster work, as usual. He's such a weird, awkwardly built guy that I guess, I don't know. It's like natural for him to do this now. I don't know. (laughs) He's always like the designated monster in these movies. Yeah. Um, I overall enjoy this movie. Uh, I agree with certain aspects of it, what everyone's saying. Um, the set design is incredible. I think this is probably one of Del Toro's best uh, work in that aspect. The Cadillac uh, showroom was amazing. Yeah. Um, when he walks on into frame in that film, in that scene, it was like eye candy almost. Like everything is just colored well, and it was beautiful to watch. And there's a even her apartment, Eliza's apartment, is amazing. Yeah, it reminds me of like a like uh the entire world of Pan's Labyrinth. Like that one apartment encompasses that look, and um. It actually reminded me. I'm sorry to cut you off. Of a of a video game called uh, fuck, I can't even remember the name of it now. Bioshock. It, it, it does remind me a little bit of Bioshock, but it, it it's a point it's a point and click game. Uh, oh. <clears throat> Siberia. It reminds me of Siberia a lot. Oh, okay. Damn, that's an old one. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, like, uh, uh, Del Toro always touches on certain themes of his films, and they're more or less the same. In this one, that he's touching on loneliness, um, being an outcast, and longing for, like, someone to relate to. And with every character that we have in the film, uh, Sally Hawkins, she's lonely, she's flawed. Richard Jenkins, he's also an outcast in this period. He plays a, a a gay artist, and um, what's her name? Octavia. She's she's a black woman, um, in the sixties. So uh, that's also unsaid, and also um, the monster. So everyone's kind of even like doc- touch- even the doctor. I would say as well. Yeah. So everyone in way. this movie is kind of like more or less the same. They're just an outcast, and they're also longing for something, and they're also lonely, which uh, they explain pretty well in the film. And uh, I like the I like how Del Toro is able to balance all of that and have all these central characters relate to each other in that way. Um, the love story, yeah, I would agree. Uh, if it was touched a little bit more, it does seem a little bit abrupt, the way that they kind of fall off each other. But I think that also plays into like who they are or who Del Toro designs them to be. Mm-hmm. So that could be said for that. But um, Michael Shannon is incredible in this movie. He plays a, a really good bad guy. Uh, he's done it before, but in this one, he does it pretty well. No, I think I yeah, I'd say he's one of the highlights easily. Mm-hmm. Like it just every scene he's in, especially in like those awkward scenes with his family too. It's just like he's very just ugh, like fucking oppressive yeah. and weird. Yeah, it's a uh, it's like uncomfortable. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that he's kind of a like the epitome of American culture at that time too. Um, it's just the comments he would make to people, and I think it also touches on the subject yeah. of a man in power and like how the way he. Like the things he would say about women, yeah. No, like it's no just like siblings, a lot, especially it's the kind of rare for your people. Oh, yeah. yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> There's a, also the the scene where he comes home and yeah. like his interactions with his kids, and then like with his, his wife. wife? <laughs> Ooh, that was like, well, god damn, dude. He he himself also seems uh, displaced in his life. Like he he has this Americana life, but he doesn't seem like he belongs there. 
like especially the scene yeah, we're talking about. He comes home and his there's a scene where his son gives him a kiss on the cheek and he kind of makes his face like he's grossed out by it. He doesn't want it. Yeah. Also, and, he, he also obviously has, doesn't want to live in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, thinking about that for a lot of the movie and I was like trying to figure out what does he want. I couldn't really figure it out. Yeah. I, well, I, I think know. he's. It's the idea of all these things that are being forced upon him. Like, you need to have a nice car. You need to have a wife and kids. You need to have. This. He seemed happy when he got the car, though. Mm-hmm. I. Th- and that's the thing. It's just like these things that are like temporary because that's what everyone's telling you to have. True. You yeah. know, it's like it's this temporary. Like, you know, he was. I don't think he even wanted the car. It's just he was sold on it. And then even when it. Even I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just you know. Even as the movie progresses, it's just like, it, it what it really do at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. It didn't give him anything. I think this is one of Del Toro's first film where he puts an extra level of like um, choreograph in this film. I was actually uh, generally surprised with the musical scene. I was very excited about that scene. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool to look at. Uh, there's a central score in this movie that was incredible. Uh, it plays throughout, like, I think it plays for the first 20 minutes of the film. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just like piano, right? Yeah, yeah. it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, like I said, overall I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I, yeah, and I would agree that they the love uh, story is a bit abrupt. But uh, I was able to overlook that with just everything involved. Yeah, I would. I would say like I. I think I might stand with what I was thinking about earlier. Is that I think it's all about perspective, and I think he wanted us to look from the outside with all the other characters because we all said the same thing, like or we're all thinking the same thing. Most of us, at least, mm-hmm. it's just like why, like, <laughs> like seriously, why? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, if you're talking what I'm talking about, uh, this is actually one of the first films where he actually takes some risk in that regards. What the some of the love scenes? Oh yeah, yeah. He's never really done this before, and as a, I took me out of it. I didn't know that was gonna happen. I actually thought this movie was PG thirteen. I mean, did you watch Crimson Peak? Uh, Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, Crimson Peak is it has this pretty has an interesting sex scene. Doesn't shit go down in Pan's Labyrinth too? Not like this. Not like this. (laughs) Actually, I I recently uh, watched Pan's Labyrinth, and I still love that movie. By the way, I think I figured out why I didn't give it. Like I, I don't love it. Why? Towels to block the water from going under the door. Okay. Oh, okay. That's it's, a fan- it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Ah, uh, but I mean, it's, it didn't, like, it's magical that, realism. But that's yeah. not. That's not a. Uh, but to me, that really happened. You know, like <laughs> fantasy <laughs> within the movie or fantasy like from a outside perspective. I'll I mean, try it tonight. Put some towels. Yeah. Just oh. flood flood your bathroom. I really want to talk about the ending. If you want to, we can do a spoiler talk. Dang. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it would like. We can, we can do much. it. We can do it off mic. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about the end as well. Um. You could. I feel like everyone could have a different perspective of what really happens in the end. Yeah. Fortunately, um, I didn't care enough. Really. Damn. Ouch. I just like I didn't care about the relationship. Like I said so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't have too much else to say without giving away too much here. What do you guys want to say? No, I think that's it. I, I I think I said everything. Should they call me by your name, you jerks? Mm. Just kidding. I'm, I'm down. I was down for both. Uh, I just have to. I'm, I'm happy with with the choice. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah. still gonna go see that too. By the way, I'm excited. Yeah, it was no. I, I, I think I said everything. I I'll, I'll, I'm gonna drop a score right quick. I give this a four out of five. Right quick. God cool. damn. Four Top fucking two. Of of the year, Jesus! Not top two. I mean, there's I'm other four out of fives. I'm pretty sure I gave a six this year. <laughs> to you, what? 
we'll wait till our uh, our countdowns here. Oh, oh shit, <laughs> man! A six out of five—that's never been heard of. Um, dropping scores now? Yeah, I'm yeah. dropping. I said four. Unless out you of five. have more to say, if you have any, anything without more giving away negative. some spoilers. Oh shit! Surprisingly nice so, breast on Sally Hawkins. Yeah, surprisingly. Not surprisingly, what, what it just was. I wasn't she seems like breasts. a. a, a, a just a little white woman, you know? You don't expect such a roundness. I feel like that's kind of racist <laughs> Jesus and kind of sexist. If we're going to talk about breasts, top of that. the best breast in this movie was uh, the wife of Michael Shannon when she just whips it out. Oh, yeah. And she's like... That was like super random. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's a lot of just like breasts in this movie. The way her expecting. breast came out, though, looked like she looked like the one-breasted girl. Stop saying breasts, everybody. Fuck. <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> breasts like 20 times and fucking... Ten seconds. The way her her boob uh, came out, Michael Shannon's there life, we go. It, like it Titties? like centered. It centered itself. Like, it's not like doctors. <laughs> the the breast, the 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 chest. Uh, you know, her it, chest cavity was nice. Mammalian protuberances. Yeah. <laughs> so you were in the breast, or what are you? Go, what yeah. Are you what talking about? Oh, I was saying her breast kind of moved to like one, like the center of her body. I just kept thinking of Kung Pao for some reason. Oh, <laughs> <fucking okay>. Jesus <laughs> Christ! You have one boob. Hey, Yo, what's, so your what, what's your score? Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I got three and a half. This was a lot of good. Unfortunately, cool. not enough to make it to the four for me. Damn. Three and a half. All right. Panned. Harvey Glenn. Panned. Uh yeah, it's also three and a half for me. Um, I really enjoyed the story. I really love the idea of it. Um, and yeah, there are some great things to happen. Uh, it would have been a lot better for me if the relationship had been. Uh, Harvey's basically saying add an extra thirty minutes to it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, maybe throw in another uh musical scene that would have been great. Uh, but yeah, like set design, this movie is gonna be nominated for a fucking uh has to. Yeah, production design. Mm-hmm. It's like Oscar, stu- the makeup is insane. Holy right, yeah. shit! Like that lab, that lab was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, okay, three and a half for you. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go four on this one. God damn! Yeah, uh, I enjoy this movie. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Del Toro. I like the way he um, puts everything together. The pieces are always moving, and uh, I enjoyed it. Um, that's it for me. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast yet. But um, the thirty first is a Sunday, so we're gonna be. Oh, recording. we talked about this off mic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that means um, are we gonna do like a special, like a New Year's Eve episode where we reveal mm-hmm. our? Also, are we gonna be able to see Star Wars? Uh, I, already a... bought, I already bought my tickets. I'm oh, going you did? to see Star what? Wars. You didn't tell us. I told you. We. I have a text. Oh. It says, "Are you guys should buy your tickets I just now?" Refused. That must have been when I didn't have a phone. Oh I yeah, don't, I don't remember reading this. Yeah, you got a new phone. Your team uh, Android now. Yeah. So are we should we what was your question, Harvey? Are we gonna do a like a New Year's New Year's Eve? <laughs> yeah, because I mean we should probably like get our I feel top like we picks do of two thousand seventeen. Man, fuck the Oscars. Let's do it on our own time, our own time, our own turf. God damn it! Because like, what if there's stuff that's? I like, say we do year end um picks. Yeah, yeah. But what if there's like December, late December stuff that? No, we'll gets, just we'll just cut it off. Gets a wide release in like January. I don't know. No, but it, it technically we, comes out in December. But the thing is, we I feel live like in La New York. La La Land was that. I don't know. We live in New York, so that not, that never, rarely happens to us where we don't get to see it. <laughs> well, if we don't have the time movie. to see it, and you know, we're catching up. Well, I mean, if you want to see it, go see it. But if you don't, if you doesn't, but I want to do it, our own Oscar ceremony. Man, I'm, that's a long time. When is that? Like February? February. Yeah, that's a long time to wait, dude. Yeah, I think like January still like gets like squeezed into the. 
No? All right, maybe we'll just do that. We can do another one in February. I yeah. can't wait for or January. Or we can pick categories. We can do like a up. final wrap um, we can. We can do our Oscar picks in February. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pick right. categories and we'll, we'll do best sound. And that'll be the whole opinion. episode. Who's voting? We are. We don't. Nobody's so voting. We just pick. Uh, we each pick our own. Who we oh, okay. think should have won. We should make things. categories and all, each put in a input. Of like we can make our own categories, like uh, best whitewash of the best year. Breasts. Yeah, best, best breasts. Best whitewash yeah, of the this. year. Matt Damon wins it all. My God. <laughs> White, best whitewash breasts. Oh shit! Matt right. Damon Matt pretending Damon to have brown titties. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Matt that, Damon did it again. Maybe he does that in downside. Fuck um, All right, well, uh, let's move on. I think we have uh, some figuring out to do. Well, uh, for the movie next week, I think it's my birthday, it's, guys. It's Star Wars. Star Wars, but it's, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna be able to see it. We'll s- God damn it, we're gonna go see Star Wars. I'll pirate this bullshit. The fuck! <laughs> I'll watch one of those. Oh, you said it like you're so angry. Like fuck I'll, I'll watch one where people get up in the middle of the screen to go to the bathroom. This you don't want our, uh, our first uh, ever um, Star Wars review because we didn't get to do uh, the last you, one. You guys remember, know, remember Rogue you guys know one? I didn't watch. We, Rogue didn't, one. we didn't see. You know we, we should watch it. Uh, Rogue One's on all. It's on Netflix. Netflix. It's actually uh, pretty good. Rogue One is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I was hoping for something else, but I'm glad what we got. All right. Well, I'll watch Rogue One. Well, look, what did you buy your ticket for? What day? I bought it for Saturday, uh, Kips Bay. Uh, did you buy 11... it from Movie Pass? No. Just straight I, up bought it? I just straight up bought Are you it. Are because... real money? Yeah, because I know for a fact that I'm not going to yeah, get into this. We're movie. not going to. What about not, uh, what like about like a small theater in Brooklyn? I tell you right now, small you're not in Brooklyn getting, would not play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not getting into this movie if you're not uh, yeah. willing to pay up the money. Especially same day, you're not same gonna day. Buy it. No, I mean like if I buy it now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you cheap. could you can probably find some. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like do a, do a matinee showing like I'm doing. I was able to. Sp- I spent tw- less than twenty bucks. I got two tickets. So. So are we gonna commit to Star Wars? I'm committing to Star Wars, regardless. Because you buy your tickets. Yeah, I mean, it would be foolish of us not to do Star Wars, right? Yeah. Listen, no matter how much shit I talk about Star Wars, I'm watching. I made us do Fast and the Furious, so I guess I. I, Yeah, you owe us one. Yeah, you guys want? No, I'm down for Star Wars. Okay, cool. Star Wars, it is. Let's move on. Let's talk about some bizarre uh, love relationships in films. Yeah, let me start this shit. Okay. Just wait. Are we starting? Yeah, let's start. Let's uh, start with you. Go around the table. Pick some movies here. So when I heard delusional or not, we should we should uh, throw some more shit onto this. Like what you want stipulations? You want yeah? What stipulations? I'm already have my choice. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that you should change your 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 pick. But I'm saying like uh, we need to have some talking points, right? Yeah, of course. What 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 do we mean by bizarre, like non traditional love stories or romance yeah. or romantic yeah. comedy movies? Like you know, like in in most films, it's a man and a woman fall in love, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman. What but it's you? very but it's very simplistic in nature. The, they meet, no, they fall in I love, they fall. Uh, but okay, I'm saying let, very let, in a basic use, yeah. term. We use uh, Shape of Water. A gay right? a gay romance doesn't uh, <laughs> constitute a, a no weird or non traditional one. No, so we can't use any of that. Oh it no, does. obvious. In the sense of, uh, I mean, my choice. I mean, we're not. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah I we're, think we're I think in the context of its its own story, in I think the that story, would work. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like when when you think Brokeback Mountain, you don't call it a love story. You call it a gay love story. I, I call it a Who love story. It a gay love story. Yeah, it's a love I, story. I've yeah, never heard anybody say. Nah, a gay love but listen, story. I'm saying generally speaking, you identify the movie as oh, this fucking it's a gay movie. 
Not well, you guys specifically, yeah. but the whole mainstream audiences. I, I understand what you're saying. It's bizarre to that. I think Brokeback Mountain. I wouldn't Mountain. say Brokeback Mountain is a, no, no, a good I'm pick. talking like Shape of Water level. Yeah, of course. No, I mean. You're not? Yeah, but I think Brokeback Mountain would be a bizarre. valid pick, though. Bizarre? I don't know, but bizarre. Because it's bizarre within it, the context of its own story. I like, understand, but uh, what I initially meant was something out of like the realm of reality. So like people fucking monsters and shit. Yeah. All right. I, I see. I didn't take it as realm of reality. I was just thinking non-traditional like we'll just talk things. About. All right. So my okay, choice. So like a really old person and a really young person. Yeah. Like it's just like it's usually not what most I th- people. I think we. I think we do free range because old people look like monsters. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> dude. Fuck. That's a. Uh, <laughs> that's. God damn! I say, I say, express yourself the way you want, Steve. Pick, pick your pick, and explain to us why. We need you to issue a formal so, apology. Right? Yeah, right now. <laughs> what? It's all our older listeners. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My first pick, Sorry. or my pick, is Lars and the Real Girl. A delusional young man strikes up an unconventional relationship with a doll he finds on the internet. Well, that's a, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, like, like so. This movie is beautiful, sad heartwarming like it just it strikes on every chord uh so ryan gosling is the lead uh the sex doll is the female lead uh i guess you can say I'm not sure bianca who, is it bianca yeah, yeah. Bianca. i was about to call her natalie for some reason i knew it was like very like like it was it was one of those uh yeah so this young man who i believe he suffers from some kind of uh i wouldn't say he's slow i just think he has like social anxiety and cool, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, he lives in his brother's, or he like he he hangs out around his brother's, like you know, uh, like work, like his garage, and he's very just like a loner. And he, and when he he finds this sex doll or like finds it online, he uses it as a companion. And that's how the mm-hmm. way he starts to interact with the people in the community and even his own family. And that's how he's able to reconnect to this doll. And this is a real thing. I watched a documentary on Netflix. Um, oh, where really? all these old weird white men um, <laughs> fall in love with uh, sex dolls, and they actually bring them around to like Thanksgiving dinner and shit. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I think this one I'm also. Into it. I think it also works just because Shape of Water has that very just unconventional like really. But uh, when you explain it to someone, people are gonna probably laugh, and then when you watch, it, you realize that wow, that was actually really sweet. Especially, I say the ending is very like heartbreaking. Mm. how the way he he eventually realizes that this can't continue in order in order for him to grow yeah you know god i wish it landed on me it really yeah that uh that that, it's a very sweet love story it's completely unconventional and i think it works on a lot of levels and another interesting thing i just realized the director is directing something that i'm that i want to watch i don't even remember what it was though uh but yeah uh lars and the real girl i think that like falls perfectly bizarre or cool unconventional all right shomo tell us your pick i know what it is yeah you know what it is lost in translation tell us about her (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) i told you i didn't want to do this topic there's so many picks though yeah but this has to be hands down the best and i'll explain why for me personally um so the way all right so there's there's unconventional there's conventional uh love so these are movies that we watch where a like a man and a woman fall in love. Like I myself am heterosexual. I see. Are you? Yeah, like that. You connect, be, but I think some of the connection there is that you're like attracted to the girl. Like they have, have a very attractive lead uh, character there. 
and you know she's really cool and personable so you you know you're kind of rooting for their relationship right that's a very relatable uh thing to do but it's easy you know beautiful girl beautiful guy who wouldn't want to see them uh strive you know but like what i think is genius about these uh, bizarre relationships that we're talking about is to take situations you would never be in i don't think i would ever fuck a fish man um Why first man? of all you don't first of all you don't fish know that. woman well what i'm saying is like uh they the the challenge here is to make you set aside your your sexuality like i want attractive hey love has yeah. no balance yeah that's what i'm saying they they uh they managed to exceed you you managed to put put that out of your head so in the movie her you know obviously spike jones movie has come up before as a one of my favorites in the last decade i would say it's in the top 10 of the last like 10 years of movies i've seen um because like you it seems so empty and pointless to have a relationship with a with an operating system, right? But it really works here. And, uh, I mean, you could argue that the operating system is obviously functioning on a human level, which is true, but there are elements of their love that I, I just, I'm not okay with. However, the film convinces me that I want this relationship to last forever, you know, like a long, everlasting love. Yeah, just it's, like Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah, it seems fucking stupid to me to never be able to touch or feel or, like, hold this person's hand or anything. And then, like, like the whole surrogate thing, you know, I mean, but it works. It really works in that movie. And um, I've, I've I cried. I fucking... God, I wish I wish I cried in Shape of Water. I wish um, Shape of Water did more like this. I think, yeah. uh, I, think I would, I would I say wanted. that it, it didn't it didn't hit the emotional. Yeah, part. like at, at the there's an ending in Shape of Water, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I wanted more feeling. I wanted to feel something. Yeah. Instead, I just saw something, and then the the title showed up on screen, and then uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really walk out with any empty feelings like I did with her. But that's what uh, her was aiming for. Shape of Water was not aiming right. for this. So. I wish she would aim for that, though. Come on, man. Yeah, Shape of Water is more fantasy. Yeah, yeah it's more fantasy. Fantasy thriller. No, I want, some, a brief I want, I want psych, psychic damage, you know? I, I want to mm. be damaged internally. Fucking A. Okay, cool. So, but yeah, yeah. You, 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 you knew my pick, <laughs> and uh, you probably knew not to pick it just because you knew I was no, going to pick it. I was it. never going to pick it. So, uh... I didn't think about picking it funny enough. Right. I mean, it was immediate for me, but yeah, I guess some. What you got, Harvey? Got some um, stuff to talk about? Can I, can I do two? Yeah, go ahead and tell us about Blade Runner. Blade Runner. <laughs> got him. <laughs> you don't got me. Okay. Uh, Joy? No. Nah. First one is let the right one in. That's a good choice. Thank I was going to pick one of them. Uh. Yeah, let the right one in if you haven't seen it, or it's a American reboot. What is it? Let me in. Yeah, let me in. Uh, this one is about a little boy who's fairly lonely, and uh, he is a bit of a introverted kid, I guess. He's a kind of kid that gets beat up by other larger kids. Yeah, he's weakling. Yeah, and then he he makes a friend, a uh, very pale, sinny, sickly-looking little girl. And uh, they become very good friends, 
and eventually they become a little bit more than friends and she uh helps him protect she protects him and uh eventually gives him the courage to uh protect himself um uh i don't know this is one of my favorite vampire movies of all time uh probably yeah it is top five for sure um probably top three. Oh, wait a second sorry what's up that's a really good pick oh no, i don't know cool yeah <laughs> it's a it's a really good movie and uh i don't know i think it i don't know how to explain this without sounding weird as fuck but uh i could tell that it was a really good movie and it had a really compelling uh like central relationship because i don't know once the movie was up i was like damn i had like this feeling inside like damn i want that I want to meet like a weird vampire girl myself and fall in love or some shit. But uh, yeah, that's my first pick. Can I talk about my second one really quick? Sure. Yeah. I feel like I want one of you is going to pick this one. Maybe not, but we'll see. I, I, this is the first time I predict somebody else's. I think I'm going to probably pick Sean's with my second one. Spring. Yeah. Well, no, it's not spring, but I knew you were going to pick spring. Yeah, but, uh, I, I just came to me. I was like, I, I was just I was gonna about it. Yeah. I was going to pick spring, I was gonna, but I didn't want to. I was going to pick spring, but then I was like, he's probably going to talk about it. Uh, So I figured. I got three I was going to talk about. But only Lovers Left Alive. Is no, that one of them? Pick, I didn't even think about that. Quit picking all those picks. Or quit Wait, how is that unlikely? Oh, I guess because they're both vampires. There's two vampires. Can you name another movie where you've seen two vampires? Oh, I was lovers? talking about, I, I guess in my picks, I was thinking about things that juxtapose each other. Thirst. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think uh, Only Le- Only Lovers Left Alive is unique in uh, a couple ways. One in that, uh, yeah, I've never seen a, a movie about two uh, uh, vampire lovers and their love kind of spans across uh, centuries and they've seen like uh, civilizations rise and fall and their love has always existed i really love that movie because of that aspect and because uh fuck i forgot the second uh, thing i was going to talk about but yeah they're like monsters basically like typically you see vampires as a like a unforgiving uh bloodthirsty monsters and it's interesting to see two two vampires that are really in love with each other and care about each other um have you seen thirst that's a great movie yeah. Um, one of the best directors yeah. alive. Also, yeah. also one of my favorite uh, top five vampire movies ever, too. Same yeah, here. It's really it's, good. It's in my top 25 of best films ever. Have you, have you guys seen Thirst? Yeah, I've seen yeah. Thirst. Korean? Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. Enjoyed that. You want to go ahead and talk about uh, Spring? <laughs> no, no, I didn't pick Spring. I got oh, um, Really? Yeah, oh. I got three picks, though. I got Spring's a great pick. Spring is a good pick, but pick I, your, th- pick I thought, I thought these two were going to pick Spring, so I was like, okay, I won't say Spring, even oh. though it's, it's, it's in my heart. Fuck it, it's spring. <laughs> <laughs> no, spring is. The, I was like, all right, if they don't I, say it, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, <laughs> spring is identical to how I feel about her in a way. Okay, but uh, I'll go for my first pick that I picked after spring. Um, I saw this movie two years ago for the first time, and this movie came out a long time ago. I had never seen it. Uh, people have talked about it about being controversial, and it turns out I actually really liked the film. Uh, as a film, not so much based on what it's about. Um. But uh, I'm 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 talking about Birth. So Birth is a is a movie where a little boy comes into Nicole Kidman's life and says he is the reincarnation of her deceased husband. And over time, 
we don't know for fact if what he's saying is true or where this boy gets uh, all this information from. It bounces between uh, he's lying and it bounces between, okay, this guy really, or this kid is her husband. Um, they eventually seem like they're going into the direction of she's falling for him. And there's that very controversial scene where she's having a bath with him. And it's very awkward. And you get the sense of that she still feels for this boy the way that she did for her husband. How old is he? He was probably like 11 or 12. He's yay old. God. Damn. Did you show he's, him? He's a, he was a young boy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was a weird, weird love story. Um, I've, never seen, I've never seen something like that before. Of course not. I'm just it's saying, not, if you're gonna it's not fuck European, Eastern European film here. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 would have done it. They would have sold it. You know, hit home run. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So that's my number one pick. Um. Number two. Uh. I I enjoyed the movie Ex Machina. Um. And I always uh, found it fascinating when people fall in love with um like cyborgs and robots and mm-hmm. just sentient beings. And I thought their relationship was pretty interesting. Uh, especially how it uh the outcome was in the end and what you're led to believe. Yeah. So I thought that was a good uh relationship, the way he falls for her in the way that he describes how someone would fall for someone of her uh, nature, mm-hmm. and the way it ends up. Is pretty I fell for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you fell more for the Japanese one. <laughs> yeah, she. You're right. right. She yeah. was probably the most <laughs> gorgeous thing I've ever seen in a movie. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, dance moves. Ooh. Yeah, let's just talk about spring for a second. <laughs> yeah, just spring. To, just to have it in there. So spring is a good pick because uh, it's it falls into two genres that I absolutely adore: uh, horror and uh, romance. I'm a romantic at heart, obviously. And uh, oh like, yeah, it's like we all know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. It's. I feel like it's a metaphor for a crazy woman, a man falling in love with a crazy woman, and who becomes a creature, uh, literally. And he overlooks that because he's in love with this person. And it's a good story. The The design of the creature is cool. And uh, she's beautiful. It's a good movie. Yeah, I think uh, the weird thing about this is, like, I don't want to be with a crazy woman, but this movie really sells it to you. Yeah, it's just, like, like it's worth everything. Yeah. It's like, worth worth your, risking your life. And, like, just yeah. the, 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 the fucking experiences they share together and the conversations they have is it's just like it's like uh, it's a little bit like a fairy tale same style internal and in, in, in just how the way the story's presented and who she is and what she you yeah. know her curse i guess like you all say. i like wanted when the princess kisses the frog yeah. and turns into a prince exactly. like it, it made me want to go to europe and like Fall. stalk stalk a girl Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> well, on that <laughs> note, guys, uh, I did not that think was, you were uh, going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say go to Europe and you know romantically fall for somebody. Well, for what some, I mean by fall for them is love. like is like like drag it out, like like meet a stranger and then like show up to the same place, like say she works at a coffee shop just to see her again. And like yeah, go through that, all that, those. Stuff. Yeah, all right. Now we're like finding stalking. out things that we yeah, shouldn't know. Be, you're fuck, starting it would to describe to be, a crime. Would, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking mutual, right? Not a not fucking me stalking a girl who has no idea. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would be mutual. You fuck. That wasn't. That wouldn't be stalking, really. Yeah. That's just you trying what to I mean by somebody. stalking is just like actually like uh, Charlie Countryman's another good example of the the stalking that I'm talking about. That's not an unconventional relationship, I'm, though. I'm really looking forward to uh, making a murderer two with uh, Thomas Shoma. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, those are my picks. Um, I think we all had some good picks. Yeah, this is a her. very fruitful talk- topic. I think there's a bunch more out there. Let us know who had the best pick. It's yeah. probably mine. It's probably uh, it's probably mine. Okay. It's probably mine. Yeah. yeah yours predictable, but still the best. You know, it's an unconventional relationship. Have you cried more in a movie? Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. cried in that movie. I'm just kidding. You might as well pick Shape of Water. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it for me on that topic. You guys want to pl- play the the game here? Did you guys switch up the game, or are we just gonna go with the traditional game? Yeah, go to traditional game right now. I know you suggested we try something. I'm very on board for that because okay. it just yeah. Harvey does like that. I'm I'm okay to try it. Let's give but... it a go then. Okay then. So all right, I guess I'll explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah go, go for it. it. Well, right. explain the old way and then explain the new way. <laughs> All right, Sean, you explain the new way. I explain the the. the I, I, you explain the old way. I explain the new way. Okay, so we used to play this game <laughs> up until now, <laughs> where we roll the twelve sided die. The loser, the lowest roller, has to watch a movie picked by the highest roller, and that's it. So now what we're doing is that recently I was looking through some uh, scoreboards and realized that Harvey gets uh, the brunt of it. I sure? think we should play both versions. Just I just want to see if Harvey loses with the old version. <laughs> <laughs> just out of curiosity. Just out of curiosity. Okay, I'm down with that. But um, yeah, so how the way this game is going to be played now is that the loser from, from the last week episode, right? yeah, is actually immune this round. And then mm. it's going to be a three-time like roll-off. Sounds like some no child left behind bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I then mean, the, it sounds nice because like you're guaranteed a winning spot if you lose. It's like at you least suffer you only to gain, you know? But yeah. um, I, I half like it and half don't it like it. It also gives that person a week to prepare a movie. Yeah, I mean, I didn't prepare because I didn't think we were going to actually do it. <laughs> so I just the purpose. I just yeah. love the, the raw... Chance of Harvey losing four times. In All right, a let's row. play the let's play let's play the old way. You this still week. owe me a movie, Harvey. Yeah, the double. And you you'll get that. Wait, with, he owe, with, you owe him a movie. Okay, yeah, I'll get that with white material. Okay, let's watch it the same week. <laughs> How about you guys just cancel it out? You don't owe each other movies. No, no, anymore. I want to see white material because uh, I want to see it looks good. All right, so this week I guess we'll play the old way for one last time for, and then next week as we start up we'll. So do I'll give way. you the winner of this one to pick a movie. So yeah, that one yeah. makes sense. I yeah, guess. Yeah, because I was I didn't think we we're actually going to go for it. Okay, you want to roll first? Yeah. Wait, so wait, so we're doing the old way, and then we're yeah. going to move next, on. Yeah. So that will what happen? A fair. The loser pick. this week. What the Dude, fuck? it was like, <laughs> no, 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 such no, no, bullshit. Okay, no it was roll, like four, no and then it like flipped. No rule. It has to roll. Go again. It roll. It rolled it like roll? two numbers. No, he dropped it. It has to be like a It a bounced roll. and rolled. <laughs> I don't think he right. had to re-roll. Dude, he dropped it. I didn't have to re-roll. It went like this. It bounced. Regardless, I'm like, still not ready to pick ah, a... I watched it. Dude, I went like this. It went rolled like two times. <laughs> right, well, this non-rolling so Steve, bullshit. I was like, <laughs> put my foot down. I want to see these rolls. Uh, Steve, I wanted to be anticipated. Uh, I got a 12, rest. and then they told me to re-roll. Now I got a 7, so No, no, we don't have that shit fly here. Jesus. That's why I don't like rolling. What? You I mean, you threw it. Yeah, you're, you're being dramatic. I I, that, that's his number. What is it, Steve? Being extra. What is it? It's a six if you must. Okay, it's, it's a, a six. six. It's if a you six. must know. I'll take the six. Sorry. <laughs> six is uh, borderline losing. Nine. Oh, Harvey. See, Harvey, this like game's not so losing. bad, right? Yeah, I bet he beats it. At least he... Eight. Harvey won. Harvey won. Uh, this is the first... This man is anticlimactic. Oh. That's, that's yeah. weird. That's weird. Like, what was it? Six, seven, eight, eight nine? Yes, basically. That's He's weird. I'm actually scared. So Harvey won. Hmm. Okay, I've got something for you that's probably up your alley. 
which uh, pains me to do because I really want to give you a horror movie, <laughs> but I can't think of Look, any right now. You're not gonna get much out of me if you give me a horror movie. You don't so know you, that. So you might as well give me something with a little, little juice in it. Now you're like taunting me. Now I want to chill, fucking chill. change. Yeah, my it's <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'm gonna give you three times. Three times? Yeah, it's a uh, Taiwanese movie. Um, that's all I'm Taiwanese? gonna tell you. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you're going to tell me? Sounds yep. juicy. You know what? Three times. Actually, this sounds cool. I, don't tell me anything else. I have no idea what it's about. Don't even watch like, trailers. Just jump into it. I might just do that. See what happens. Yeah, it's kind of a... Uh... No, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Where can you find it? I kind of want to see I want to see this, uh, this blind review. Like, he just kind of goes into it. Let's see what happens. Netflix, YouTubes. Wait, what's up? The Hulus. Cody Theater. Oh, fuck. I'm no stranger to paying three ninety nine for for something on Amazon. Yeah, this one's a yeah. No, I'm not gonna tell you anything. Just fucking watch it. Watch that shit. Yeah. All right, guys. I guess that's it for us, huh? Yeah, yeah. Anything sure. else you guys want to mention? Uh, Steve, are we gonna have a review of Silence from us next weekend? Hopefully. Right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to watch it. <laughs> it's try. like I looked at it. It's like it's like two hours and forty three minutes. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna have to watch it from it's, the beginning. It's not too. that it's so long. It's just the way it paces. It's it's a slow movie. If you're like yeah. tired, do not like tonight. I'm not gonna watch it because I know I'm gonna fall asleep. When are you gonna watch American Honey? Uh, once I'm done watching Silence. Like immediately? No. Fuck. Probably sometime after. <laughs> sometime after. We need to complete the the square here. I don't want to. I feel like the world will end. I hope it does. Fucking cataclysm. All right, guys. I guess uh, we're going to try to see Star Wars. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. As a group review. We'll see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, it's coming out on my, my, my birthday. What well, are we doing book. for your birthday? What a birthday treat. We're watching Star Wars. I'm yeah. not going to see that on my birthday. <laughs> are we drinking? Your I'm not going to spend my birthday with mouth breathers. Aren't you working on your birthday? Uh, in the morning. Oh, okay. Maybe oh. I'll swap it. We should go get smashed. I yeah. thought about karaoke, and then I was like, well... Let's do karaoke, is, is being Is being closer to 30 really worth celebrating? So I thought about sitting at home sad. and crying. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. I don't know what it... I just don't understand birthdays anymore like I used to. You could have a sophisticated <laughs> we could, dinner. We could do a surprise party for you. Oh, uh, I've had one surprise party, and now I just like... You I think us. I don't think it's... <laughs> we should do a surprise party for you in your apartment. <laughs> we set up. Like, like, you're still, you're still, still sitting you're there. Sleeping. You're still there. There's like, uh, there's like eight people in there. It's packed. It's a packed house. You'd have to extend it to the roof. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a good time. Uh, follow us on social media. Do the right film. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Do the right film underscore podcast. SoundCloud. Do the right film, I believe. Website. Do the right film dot com. What is this? I don't fucking know anymore. I'm lost my mind. I'm tired. Yeah, scope it out. Uh, if you have any ideas for uh, some end of the year content for us, let us know. I think we're going to uh, recap the best of the year, which means I think I got some catching up to do. So uh, we got, I think we we got two more weeks to go. To do. To do yeah, right I want to try to squeeze as many uh, missed movies in. I thought, you meant, I, I thought you said I'm going to try to squeeze and miss the game from uh, the 90s. No, definitely not. No, well, shit. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, listening. Definitely check us out and uh, spread the word. And please leave us a review. That would be great. Uh, let us know if we're doing awesome or let us know if we what suck. We can yeah, let us know if we should shut this whole thing down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. it, wow. I'm, I'm, I'd be really on board with getting my Sunday afternoons back. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. If, if someone's like, yeah, you, you guys really just feel? shut it down right now. <laughs> I was like, pack it up. One person's opinion, he's like, fuck it. <laughs> Packing this shit up. We're done. I've been looking for an excuse. So 
Just let us know. <laughs> you guys cool, are cool. failures. You should all kill yourselves. Okay. Worst podcast I've ever heard. Alright. I wouldn't believe that. That's cut cut that's that out. Yeah, cut that out. Alright guys. That's it for me. Uh, we need a catchphrase. <laughs>